السلام <تصفيق> وحوكو the president of Somali of Somali um, Association of Ohio. Also, Gabor Expert, either Lira the Kamar Sharif, nurse practitioner Marian Hersio, Kasha Kaisa, among Carmel, the Kapasa had denied mental health. And the Gaysi one, oh, he's Saleh. A record number of Americans died of drug overdose last year as pandemic lockdowns made getting treatment difficult. And dealers laced more drugs with powerful synthetic. Opioid, according to data released on Wednesday and health officials. Today we are talking about substance abuse. Uh, with me today are Craig Comedy, Hassan Umar, Amar Sharif, and Marian Hirsi. Welcome, welcome all. Thank you. Hello. Uh, Craig, if I started with you, um, would you say things are getting a lot lockdown? Situ- um, pandemic have not helped the situation even though the situation with uh, substance abuse was a horrific si- uh, situation before what's your take on that well yes definitely things have uh, definitely gotten worse um, some of the issues that impact uh, whether or not uh, a person or a community engages in addiction uh, of any kind opiates included uh, are socio-demographic factors uh, such as poverty, job loss, uh, food scarcity, um, you know, other issues within the household or within the community. If you live in a community where multiple families are suffering from some of these same ills, it becomes exacerbated. So all those things lead to an increase in addiction. Uh, during this time period, you know, wealthy people have become wealthier, but there are large segments of the community across the country that have faced a lot of adversity, a lot of difficulties. Uh, and for those communities, you see crime go up, you see addiction go up, including uh, o- opiate addiction, and definitely in the Somali community as well. Well, overall, um, you will see an increase of ethanol on the streets. And according to law enforcement, it's up to 54% from 2020. Uh, would you say the pandemic, uh, unfortunately, have, have not helped the situation? 
Uh, correct. Fentanyl is a drug that you can, um, you know, it's readily available. Uh, it's very difficult to detect. It's very easily concealed. It's a synthetic drug uh, that can be made from many labs around the world and shipped to the United States, uh, which is occurring uh, daily. Uh, and law enforcement, you know, because of the pandemic um, and because they were already overwhelmed uh, trying to deal with uh, prescription drugs and heroin, um, really don't have uh, the resources necessary uh, to stop it. So when you have increased demand, you have increased supply. Uh, Marianne, uh, as a health professional, I'm sure you see a daily situation in your field where uh, substance abuse also a major, play a major part for those individuals who have faced mental issue. Uh, what's your take on, on the pandemic situation and the increase of the substance abuse recently? Yes, absolutely. The situation is more than the double. Um, people who have a mental illness um, are in more danger than at any other time because they're confined at home. Uh, normally, they can go to the emergency, urgent cares, family doctors, friends, anywhere. But right now, it is very difficult to go anywhere. So um, I've seen people who are abusing regular, you know, anxiety, depression medications or any pills that they can get. So it's, it's hugely getting worse and worse. And um, I just can't even describe uh, the challenges that those people face every day. Hassan, um, what, what are the things that you you and your team faces on a daily basis when it comes to uh, parents who are seeking a way out to help their loved ones for substance abuse? Uh, first, thank you for inviting us. Uh, secondly, I'm not an expert as uh, uh, Mar uh, Marian and Greg, but I have seen uh, uh, parents who are complaining a lot about their kids are getting involved with drugs and uh, subsistence abuse. And also, uh, I encounter a number of Somali kids who've been incarcerated or uh, having a difficult actually living with the community. And, and also, uh, for the last three years, uh, we have seen a spike of crime among the Somali youth. And we lost over 32, 37 young men. And some of them died for overdose, for uh, opioid or drug uh, abuse. So this has been a, a problem because traditionally, even the Somali community, we didn't know back home in Somalia, the drugs. But when we come over here, even like, I haven't seen my life any drugs and I do not know. And I cannot explain uh, how powerful that drugs is as they, uh, my friends mentioned. But it's affected uh, the Somali community. It has a lot of impact to uh, the, the youth. Uh, we see an increasing of dropouts high schools or college. We have seen incarcerating you know, kids being arrested are getting more. We have seen the crimes and all those actually, uh, the fundamental issue is the drugs uh, which they are using. And we know those who are dying for really those drugs. And that's why we try to educate uh, to the families, to the community. Uh, so we have been doing an outreach, a consistent outreach. Uh, we've been having dialogue with the parents. 
we, we brought an expert into the table. We share all the information about <clears throat> the problem of these drugs. And we're trying to actually uh, still continue working with the families uh, to educate and tell them the consequence of the drugs. But I think this is not something that we can overcome overnight at one time. We need a collaboration among the Somali groups, including the religious groups, community, business community, uh, health professionals. When we combine our effort, I think we'll be able to uh, make a change in the community. But if we let things go the way they are right now and nobody's taking action, and if the parents and the business community are not taking action, we will see more problems the months or the years to come. So we know that the youth is our future and we need to help them. So this is a problem. This is something that we need for this community. And we need really to stop and take an action. And I'm greatly appreciated Delbert TV's uh, uh, this show and the other shows that you have been done in the past, because we know that this TV is a sole Somali uh, speaking uh, a channel and so many people watch uh, and they rely on it. And as a Somali community, we'd like to work with you also to continue, and we appreciate your time. Thank you for the endorsement. Um, yeah. Craig, if I get back with you, uh, so far 2021 is uh, July 27th, and so far there has been over 30% extra death of substance abuse this year so far than 2020. Now, if we get back to the numbers and the cost of this situation, what do you think, uh, how do you think, what, if someone has no clue what substance abuse is, uh, how would you break it down? How would you explain? So, you know, I would explain substance abuse. Um, and really here with the opiates, we're talking about addiction. Uh, as people who have are having, uh, you can really see in their lives that there is a breakdown in their ability to function uh, on a daily basis, uh, where whatever drug they're engaging in, and for heroin, it's it's such an addictive drug, that you know once you become or opioids because that you know includes heroin pain pills uh, and fentanyl uh, once you know people become addicted to it it really does take over their ability to function uh, and to grow so if we're talking about young adults or we're talking about teenagers uh, it, it affects their ability to do well in school uh, they start to think more about uh, how they're going to get money uh, to buy a substance uh, dealing with the adverse reaction to the substances, which leads to overdose uh, or the needs of treatment. Um, you really see it as a breakdown in their life and their ability really to engage in everyday functions. So when they should be going to school and doing well, they're not. Uh, when they should be not engaging in criminal activities, they are. Uh, when they should be making healthy relationships and doing you know, regular positive things that adolescents or young adults do, they're not. Uh, and that's how you are able to see that, you know, they have addiction. There are, you know, physiological signs, but sometimes people miss that because it's different in different people. So you really want to look at just a total change of behavior and a total lack of investment uh, in their lives in any way healthy. Kabar, uh, what are the risk factors for, for substance abuse? Uh, risk factors is family history for substance abuse. Uh, um, poor parenting, monitoring children, like knowing where they are every moment of their uh, of the day. Um, lack of school connectedness, like the teachers need to know about their 
the kids, their activities that they're doing every day, a low academic achievement, childhood sexual abuse, mental health issues, a lot of things involve uh, risk factors for drug uh, substance use. Um, so it just depends on how the family or teachers uh, monitor the, monitor the uh, what do you call, teens or adolescents. Right. So also there's like symptoms and behavior changes when substance abuse happens, like physical changes, emotional uh, changes, low self-esteem, unexplainable mood swings. Like when we look at drug uh, substance use, very serious thing that happens among adolescents. Correct. Yes, I just want to say that, you know, there are some real issues in the Somali community. Uh, you have a lot of parents that have to work very hard. Often they're working during hours when their kids get home from school. It's not that they don't want to be effective parents. It's not that they're tr not trying to parent their kids. It's that they're not home and available uh, for their kids. And if their kids are living and the family is living in really high risk communities, as the kids go outside, as they interact in their peer groups, uh, they're being overexposed to not just the drugs, but drug-related behavior uh, and other unhealthy behaviors that lead to addiction. Uh, so, you know, it, it does come across and it is parents not, you know, spending adequate time for their kids, with their kids, uh, but there are reasons for that. In addition, for a lot of Somali parents, uh, you know, are coming from their home country, they don't fully understand what their kids have to deal with on an everyday basis in the community in which they live in the schools that they attend and with their new peer groups in the community that are not Somali. Uh, and the parent doesn't have time to really understand. Many of the parents don't speak English, uh, so they miss a lot of cues of what their kids face on a daily basis. Uh, so, you know, again, it's not parents don't care or they don't, they're not trying, it's just that their life circumstances uh, and their life history really doesn't give them the resources they need to really impact their kids' lives. Now, Mar Marianne, um, like Rick said, uh, this thing starts with peer pressure, then substance abuse, then mental health kicks in. Is that in order or this, how, how would you most, and I'm sure there's a lot of young mothers who unfortunately are struggling when it comes to substance abuse that led to mental health. What's your take on that? Yeah, um, well, first of all, does the even parents understand what uh, substance abuse is, and especially in the Somali communities? Um, to be honest, I, I, I mean, I go around every day, seven days a week. <laughs> I see parents, families, and patients. Um, what, some of the things that I see mostly is that they don't even, some of the parents don't understand. Some of the parents are in denial. Uh, some of the parents are don't have any other mean. They have to go to work. They have to go out, and they live in you know four or five teenagers you know mm -hmm. at home. So you don't know what they're doing, and that's how uh, the kids you know get involved with others and you know exposed on these uh, issues. Uh, so I, I just met a lady who said that um, I asked where her son was, and she said. Um, to be honest with you, uh, he's in a jail, he's in prison, uh, he's a teenager. And she said, I tell people because they don't help 
I tell people that he went to India to go to school. And the reason that, that she's saying is that because um, friends and families are making fun out of her and saying, oh, your son is crazy or your son uses drugs. Uh, so she doesn't want to face that. So the child went to prison because he just little committed a little crime. Uh, so it, whether it is uh, drinking alcohol or using other drugs, and most of the people don't, parents don't understand what the drugs are. You know, I, I, I live in an Eastern Mall area where I can go to the pharmacy and buy anything. And recently I went to uh, Cleveland Avenue and I tried to buy a Benadryl and they asked me my driver license. And, and that was new to me. And I said, why are you asking? Because I normally go to Gahanna area to buy things. That's closest area. And they said, we have to monitor everybody who buys, you know, Benadryl or, you know, small pills even. So, but does the parent understand that? Hassan, what do you normally see? I mean, what do you think, uh, how can we, uh, what is it, the, some of the things that you normally see in your offices when it comes to, because people don't know where to go, and I'm sure you're the first stop for them to seek help. Uh, actually, I, uh, I know that there are a lot of uh, kids who uh, face a difficult life, whether they are uh, uh, dropouts or uh, go to a jail or haven't done anything, or maybe they're roaming on the streets. And it began from uh, the childhood. Uh, what I have seen is a couple of things. Number one, the neighborhood has a lot of uh, influence mm -hmm. uh, because where they live is uh, sometimes they don't have a role model to look up to. And that is a contribution. Secondly, uh, I haven't seen, there is a figure father is absent from the families. And we have seen so many mothers who are struggling uh, too many kids and she works at the same time she's trying to help the kids that's second factor the other factor i see is there are so-called uh, islamic schools or charter schools which is neither true there's no islamic schools in in the united states in, in columbus other than the sunrise academy and those schools some of them do not even have a certified teacher and then the kids when they go like when they are not getting any uh, uh, a basic education when they are the, uh, like elementary or the middle school and they stay together as a team and still maintain the same culture. Whenever they go to high school, they go to the ministry of American schools and then they cannot compete and they failed. Then they ran away from schools. The mm -hmm. other, and then they leave the worst neighborhood and then they don't have a father. All those contrib factors contributed the kids to become a uh, drug dealers and they are, have been easily targeted because they are a market it's a new market for somali community so drug dealers and the people who are using uh, really uh, uh identify that area is has a lot of opportunity so they give the kids a false hope they give some money i have you know i know kids who uh rabbit on pharmacists not only one even two years ago, 15 years old, Somali guy was really get, uh, killed by the police and the east side of Columbus because he was trying to get a, 
a medicine from the grab, uh, the, the pharmacy. I know one other one in Dublin. I know the other one. And even last week, uh, last week, there were two young guys, Somalis, uh, actually been chasing the police from county to county, and they've been arrested in Hawking County. So right now they are waiting a trial, maybe next week or this week. And what we are seeing is increasing the number of the youth who are in, get involved with drugs. And we don't see, even whenever you invite the community, whenever you try, you don't see the collaboration. People are talking, but they are not doing anything. Even when you call, when you invite, they think you joke. So this is a huge problem to the Somali community, not only in Columbus, in Minneapolis, in Canada, everywhere. So as a community, we need really to raise our voice and also to collaborate. And also we have to look where we live, which school our kids goes. First grade, second grade, and third grade, that's where child development began. We have to create a role model and we all need to work together. This is not a Somalia, this is in America. And we have to live the way American people live to realize the father figure needs to be at home to raise his child, to educate and lead the family. Otherwise, you don't have to wait a, a good boy or good girl. And not only uh, limited for the boys. Right now, the Somali girls are same or same. So this is a big issue. It's, it's, it's a big issue and it's affecting a huge number of the segment of our youth. So. We need really to do some actions and we need to continue this kind of dialogue and invite the parents, invite the religious. We have so many mosques in town. So they need to take their own share, really, not only to lead the prayers, but to take action to bring the youth together and work with the rest of the community and educate. And because if you go to church in the United States, they are helping their own kids. They have activities and then we need to help as a you know community not only parents are brain, have a primary responsibility sometimes they said the community or something the parents every family every mother has a primary responsibility for their her child or their child so as a community we can be you know support like we have a people or expert like craig we have a mariam we have a camera we have so many people who wants to do something but you cannot go into their homes and you cannot force them to help their kids, but you can tell something. Uh, Greg, uh, as you can see, um, unfortunately, the uh, this substance abuse is epidemic within the community. But unfortunately, people have not uh, don't have the ways or means to obtain assistance. What is your suggestion, and how would you advise uh, as expert for those who are seeking help? Well, I think it starts within, as Hassan was saying, within the Somali community. It's really all the different sectors of the Somali community coming together. Uh, we had focus groups with uh, the uh, imams and other, uh, you know, people in the uh, mosque uh, who were in the leadership, both youth and adult leadership. Uh, we met with uh, Somali mothers. We met with the Somali business community. I met with Somali young adults. I think as Hassan is saying, we have to bring all the groups together. Uh, it has to be a community led venture um, because you all understand your community the best and it empowers you the best if it comes out of your community. It makes sure that any entity coming into your community understands and respects your culture and your values and builds on uh, the strength of your community. 
you know, we talked a lot about things that are uh, difficult within the Somali community, but there's a strong, you know, positive foundation within the community as well. And any efforts coming into the community really needs to build on uh, a strong Somali culture. Uh, so for that reason, you know, bringing all those groups together, uh, working together, overcoming differences, accepting that, you know, no one group is perfect, uh, but really coming together uh, and actually, you know, working in the community, having conversations are good. I think that's the foundation, uh, but it has to translate to work. Uh, those Somali youth who are living in impoverished communities, struggling in school, they need to be able to see uh, healthy Somali community members on a daily basis. Uh, and there's a strong Somali community in Columbus. There's a lot of Somali businesses. There are a lot of Somali groups that are doing well. We have to bring, you know, all those groups together really to impact change. Uh, Ms. Hershey, Marianne Hershey, uh, finally, when it comes to uh, assisting those mothers who unfortunately cannot come out publicly, uh, what was your, what's your advice for those, that, for the expert to reach those who actually need that? assistance and those mothers who need to connect with the expert such as Craig and uh, the community leader Hassan and Kamar. Well we have to guide them through a I guess um, uh, for them uh, we have to communicate with them and, 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 and everybody I guess is busy and doing their own thing so we don't have a um, I mean, if I stand up today and say, hey, let's talk, let's get together, let's understand the situation, you need to open up, let's come to the community, no one will come. It's, it's very little who will come out and, you know, will, uh, you know, who will even voice their issues. But we just have to try and educate them. And the only thing we can do is education. Um, I seen so many different difficulties, honestly, throughout the years. I, I work in a hospital and when a Somali person comes, all the nurses and everybody runs away, honestly. And, and I will look around and say, why are you guys running? And they say, oh, you don't understand. This guy is a killer. <laughs> you know, we had him two months ago. He almost killed so-and-so. Um, because um, they, when they leave the hospital and go home, they don't continue the treatment. They threw the pills and the family will say, well, you're not crazy. Why are you taking these pills? Um, and, and so it, it, it hurts in some how because these people need an education. The families, the uh, the the ill person and everybody and and so i have been thinking for the past several years a way to talk to these people and when you talk to these uh professionals who have businesses or like the community they will say okay well let's do something well how are we gonna do if you don't know who you're gonna target you know i know uh, one guy who went through a uh, cabral uh, cabral park area who wanted to bring the uh, the, the, the the parents uh, and talk about mental illness and you know teenagers, and he tried for five months and failed because nobody will listen to him. Shut up.
Shadin wa ani, shadin idin wana. 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 Shadin wa ani, shadin idin w